Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. God, it's about time. Seems like it's been forever. <laughs> it's been a long freaking time, man. I know. I just got out done doing a really busy spot of work and I'm feeling really good. Actually, today was the last day of uh, the project rolled out and everything is fine. So That's good, man. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling really good. I'm seeing a whole bunch of... Uh, I do IT recruit staffing, IT staffing recruiting, I guess is what uh-huh. it is. So I'm a, I'm a sales guy, and go, I go out and talk to companies about their IT needs and fill them. And there's a lot of companies, that, it's getting busy. Oh, yeah. So that's good news for everybody <laughs> out there that's... Uh, you, you know, it's funny because uh, actually we just fired two guys. You did? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they, they, I'm really, one of the reasons I'm in a great mood too is because I both hate, I hated both of their guts. Really? And uh, they were probably the only two dicks it, that uh, work with me now. So now uh, my work is dickless. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, do they need some, do they need some staff? Yeah, give them a call. Nice. Well, that works out. Jeez. Wow, getting business done even on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I expect a free lunch or something. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll man. It. Go. So, what have you been up to? You know, I've been losing weight. Have you? Yeah, I've been crazy. I've been running on my treadmill. Uh-huh. Well, I got, I joined this gym that's ten bucks a month Dang. with no contract. Not bad. So, I've been run. I've been running five times a week, and I started the Atkins diet. So, I'm down this oh. week eight pounds. Beautiful. I know. Nice. I feel, I feel good. Other cool, than man. that, just working my butt off, watching a few movies. Well, that's good. It's been a long time. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was good to it was good to get back. I started. I started to get excited again for the. I know. Starting today when we talked about it this afternoon, getting together and getting this stuff going on. So, yeah. anything you want to start the show off with? Or I don't think so. I've got uh, you know some six degrees that some people tried to stump me on. Oh, well, let's, we can, let's you hear want to those. Go now? Yeah, do them. All right. Well, there were there were uh, two. Let's see. There were three. Actually. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, the first one was so, from... So these are people who tried to stump yeah, you? Yeah, they okay. send this email, hey, listen, I've got something really good for you that's really going to stump you. Okay. Bullshit. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there okay. first. Um, Trash sent me the movie called Jesus Christ, The Serial Raper, <laughs> or Jesus Christ, Serial Rapist. Now, he said he wanted to do that just so he could hear me say it on the air, and I just screwed it up so I had to say it twice. All right. But I did a six degrees for that. <laughs> okay. So, Yelena right. Sobolevska was, was a victim in that movie. She was also in Fight the Panda Syndicate with Cassidy uh, Gard, who was <laughs> also in What Happens in Vegas with Cameron Diaz, who was in The Mask with Jim Carrey, who was in The Majestic with Bruce Campbell. So, uh, that was four. That was okay. four. Kind of uh, easy? Yeah, pretty easy. All right, okay. Seriously. Well, then it got easier. <laughs> as Tyler, and I think he goes by Slipknot, yeah, uh, he sent in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, thinking that was going to be tough. Well, if you, if you watch it, there's nobody in there that I have ever seen. Dana Kimmel was in that, and I don't. So know I don't know how, who that is. What you've never seen, Lone Wolf McQuaid? I've never With even Chuck heard Norris? of Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh, Buzz, it's the best Chuck Norris movie ever. <laughs> Anyways, that's from 1983. Okay. But anyway, so she was in that with David Carradine, who was in Kill Bill Volume 1 with Uma Thurman, who was in Gattaca with Ernest Borgnine, who was in McHale's Navy with Bruce Campbell. All right. Again, one, two, three, <laughs> four on that. Oh, you're so not the, even, they're not even extending no, you. No, no. This, but this one, this next one, The Boogans. Okay, yeah. Was was filmed in Utah, and so a fellow Utah had sent this out to us thinking he was going to us on it. Well, Fred McCarran, who played Mark in that, was also in Xanadu with Olivia Newton-John, who was in Greece with John Travolta, who was in Lucky Numbers with Tim Roth, who was in The New Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston, who was in True Lies with Tom Arnold, who was in McHale's Navy with Bruce Campbell. The New Planet of the Apes, did Charlton Heston show up? Oh, he was, a, he was an ape in that. Yeah, he was an ape That's in right, that. I forgot. Yep. Oh, that was right before he went crazy. 
<laughs> oh, uh, so what? It came out. In, that movie came out in what, 1968? Because that's right before he went crazy. No, no, just, the just newer, no, the newer one did. Yeah, he went crazy, right? And and I think it was actually while they were filming that because they, he didn't know that he was an ape. <laughs> oh yeah, really? yeah. He thought he was a he thought he was a human again. <laughs> anyway, so bring him on. That's all I can say. Bring that shit on. All right. I don't dare to. Not after that. Not after that thrashing. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Horror Hound Weekend's coming up. Yep. Not th- not tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, I'll be mm-hmm. flying out. That is so awesome. And we've got um, we got some little cards on the way that hopefully I'll be handing out a lot of them. We've got some people that are going to help me out. Mm-hmm. And uh, also I was talking to, I was uh, Twittering actually with, your friend who put out the Psychomantium, oh, that's right. who put that together, and uh, she said she'd send out some copies of it and give away out there, too, so we'll see if that comes through. That's awesome. That'll be pretty cool. I'm stoked. I'm so glad you're going. I'm so glad you're going. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, let's see. Got a couple of items of business to get through. First of all, um, the Imitate Sam contest. Yeah. It uh, went through, and we would like to congratulate McPierce. On winning that, he got Yay. the most votes up on the forum. Way nice to go. Nice job. Nice work. So we will be sending out your wonderful prize package mm-hmm. pretty soon. Yeah, this oh, okay. week. Okay, I was going to say, because I don't know. Yeah, because uh, you know, we're recording tonight, so I'll get the rest of the booty from you. Okay. And then I'll send it out tomorrow. Sweet. I have his address. Sweet action. Yeah. There you go. So congrats to him. It, you, if you go to the site, cadaverlab.com, you can go check out. You can. Uh, I actually put a link to it on the very front page uh, in the news section, one of the news sections, to go listen to the winning entry. Oh, remember that quiz that we took last time? Yeah. God, it's been so long. I, I forgot about I know. it. Apparently, we only got one wrong. You did. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember, it was the collective. I, yeah. But you wisely let me guess wrong every time to prove what a dumbass I was. <laughs> Listen, if I let you go first, do you know how smart that makes me look relatively? Really smart. Yeah. Just tease. I know. We, the only one that we got wrong, I think, was... Uh, which Hollywood star first star's first appearance in movies was in the schlocky Parasite? And I can't remember what we said, but Demi Moore. We probably said Daryl Hannah. I hate, that sounds right. But uh, Demi Moore. But all the other ones we got right. Sweet, man. So congrats to us. Where's our prize? We'll just give us a... We'll rub sticks later. <laughs> Holy crap. And uh, do you have anything else, or do you want to get right into? Let's uh, get into some show. Let's get okay. We'll we'll do the voicemails. <laughs> we got a, we got a few voicemails because it's been a couple of weeks. So uh, did, oh, did Julie dare call back? She, I think she did. Really? Actually, in fact, let's play hers right now. Okay. Uh, one one thing, real quick. I just want to make sure to thank Jay Emmett from the Obscure Eighties Podcast. He told me that uh, well, he 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 told me about a new or not new, but he told me about a recording a piece of recording software that I can use to make editing go really quickly. I wasn't able to use it today because I just didn't have time to uh, get familiar with it. But uh, apparently we're going to be able to talk during voicemails and stuff like that. I don't, th- I don't know if that's going to be good because we make fun of a lot of stuff <laughs> during and then we're really nice after. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to hear both. <laughs> it's going to make it recording a lot longer because we're going to have to do it twice. No, 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 it's going to make it shorter because then we can talk during so we don't have to do all our talking uh, after. All right. Okay. So hopefully this is the last time when we play it and then you guys all have to hear a rebuttal. We, we'll, we'll put it in there. All right. So do you want to get started on those? Yeah. Holy shit. I just spent an hour listening to voicemails on your program. You guys got to think a little bit more about not having to play everyone's 
voicemails that they put in. I mean, it's one thing to put on Metal Mikey's when he's talking about how lonely he is and his balls get no play, or that Steven guy who's fucking awesome. But I was embarrassed to listen to that Julie chick leave three voicemails that took about 28 minutes on the episode. Anyway, thought I'd give a shout-out. Love the show. See ya! Later. Yeah, that was by the unnamed fellow who called that one in. Wow. Who knows who that was? Listen, you need to assign a signature to that, buddy, if you're going to be calling. You're talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that just proves that we play everybody's voicemail. Exactly. We played that one. The only ones we don't pl- There have been a few that have been like, uh, just like. Hey, man, love the show. See ya. No, I think we get butt called a lot, actually. What? And we'll all like hear pants rustling and, co- oh. and conversations <laughs> going on. And uh yeah, I we skip those ones. All right. But uh, anyways, uh that yeah, you're a big you're a big jerk for sending that one in, but it was funny. <laughs> hey guys, this is Julie from nineteen Nocturne Boulevard. <laughs> Been listening to your horror host episode. Oh, I'm so sad you didn't like Bella. No, um, Bella as one of the horror hosts that I play on Macabre Mansion, which is an online web radio station. And um, they both, uh, <laughs> they they both, along with my own self, sort of, if you can describe it that way, the three of us uh, read the nominations for Scream Queens at Splattercast Dead Letter Awards, if you uh, get a chance to listen to that. Uh, it's been really fun, though, because there's movies that personally I wouldn't talk about, but Bela would. So I get to call into people's shows and, and chat about things that are a little bit more off-color than, than the delicate sensibilities of Julie would tolerate. Um, I hope you don't take it too seriously. Um, Bela, however, is, is a movie person and... Uh, also posts all over the forums at the Cobber Mansion and cannot type. But uh, at least I've got a laugh out of it. Jen Bucket is a real uh, parody movie, and it's really, really funny, and you might really find it amusing. Um, but uh, but I'll keep I'll keep Bella away from the phone if it bothers you too much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey, Julie, there's medication for that. That's what personality thing. <laughs> yeah, You know, the thing is, is we probably could have uh, been a little more discreet and not played those back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the way it came up. Yeah, that's the order we got them. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. But, you know, thankfully, we didn't have that software last time when we were playing them <laughs> because it was bad during. Yeah. And thanks for not telling me it was Julie until after because, oh, wow, yeah. that was... Uh, that was completely insensitive of me to tear on somebody's uh, alter ego like that. You know, it's funny. For the last couple of weeks, I've kind of, I've, you know, the seasons are changing. It's getting warmer. I've kind of had, like, sinus pressure. Like, for, you know, not enough to, like, really be sick, but enough to kind of give me a headache. Yeah. Like, a little bit of a headache. So, like, the last week and a half, I've just been a mean asshole. <laughs> to every, and, the, and the funny thing is, is so, so about a week ago, after about, you know, two or three days of just being just not feeling well or whatever, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start thinking before I say something. Because mm-hmm. people at work, I mean, I walked across the room. Would you guys, you know, just kind of yell at them a little bit and just be jerks and then have <laughs> been taking pot shots at people? It's carrying over into the show, thankfully. Oh, that's good. This has nothing to do with what Julie said. Well, because I thought you yeah. were going to tell me that all the snot up in your nose and all that kind of stuff made you wake up talking like Bella. 
That's what I thought you were going. More like Kermit. Look look who's talking. Yeah, Yeah, I sound like a Muppet not even trying. At least she can sound like somebody else and try at it. No, but uh, I think you'll notice that I'm a lot more um, sensitive this episode. That's good, man. I'm really trying to work on it. That's freaking. I'm glad I brought that box of tampons for you. Awesome. Uh, Butt (laughs) ponds, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, this is. I just had a, a, like twenty dirty thoughts go right through my mind where we could have taken that way out there. That's. But you know what? I'm not going to do it. I appreciate that sensitive. Because yeah. I don't want to explain why I need butt ponds because my butt's bleeding. I'm not talking oh, about. It. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, let's go into the next one. Hey, Mike and Sam. It's manager John. And this is Sam. <laughs> hey, who called me a chicken skin badge? It's not fair. Oh, my aching junk. Anyway, no, that's not what I'm calling about, but uh, nonetheless, that was fun. Hey, guys, uh, I just heard your uh, your uh, horror show host uh, episode. Fantastic. I have many, many fond memories of uh, watching Elvira when I was growing up and, and thinking, man, I wish I was old enough to jerk off. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Kidding. No, I kid. I kid. Uh, one of my favorite memories, you might have mentioned, did, uh, you did mention Hilarious House of Fright and Silence, uh, Vincent Price. That was the most retarded show in the whole world, but it's one of those shows where you just had to tune in and watch it once in a while, and they always played the same clips over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, things like uh, some spooky type of um, of uh, jungle uh, seeker going into the jungle and getting hit with golf balls and gorillas that came out of the forest and the same knock-knock jokes that uh, Igor would talk to in the, ca- in the castle with some... With some uh, um, 20-something uh, Dracula, you know, it's the same thing, but you always tuned in for the bad, bad jokes. Nonetheless, anyway, great show, and I look forward to your next. Bye. That was a great start. Yeah, he should have He should have <laughs> submitted that. You should have called like a week ago and submitted that, or a few weeks back. Uh, yeah, the uh, one, thing, one thing I have to take issue with on that voicemail, though, is if you're thinking, man, I wish I was old enough to jack off, you're old enough. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like... Never mind. Again. <laughs> Again. Too late, dude. You let that go right through your filter. No, 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 no. See, my filter's a little wider today, yeah. but it's still not letting I the see, big chunks I see through. how you're working. You're opening up a subject like that, hoping that I'm going to take it down a really twisted, dark hallway, and I'm not going to. Not. For well, once. Turning over a new leaf. For, I had to punch you right in the nuts. All right. Well, since I don't want to be weirding out Mike or Sam... Uh, this is just Metal Mikey. Yeah, I'm keeping the voice greeting plain and simple this time out. Oh, you know, Mike, the bombshell you dropped on me with that last episode. A bi-weekly show now? Oh, you realize what I'm going to have to do now for that week that you and Sam are not recording an episode? Do you realize how hard I'm going to have to work in my life to... Fill in as many conversations as I can with the word junk, peener, kicking the balls. Or if I'm really striving, I could try and figure out how to, you know, have a proper discussion with someone and just say, oh, I'm still going to waste you. you. You both are putting a lot of pressure on me. Really, you are. No, just seriously. I mean, I can understand the methodology of the bi bi-weekly broadcast of Cadaver Lab, and that's fine. Hey, that's cool. I don't want you, uh, you, meaning you both, Mike and Sam, 
getting too burnt out on the continual product. I mean, hey, that's fun. And what a show you chose to make that announcement in the horror host episode. Now, out of the ones mentioned on the particular show, I do admit, fully and freely, Elvira was one of my very first crushes in life. Uh, and no, folks, it's not just because of her enormous talent. No, it's just because there was just something visually, aesthetically pleasing to me back when I was a wee Metal Mikey. Or if you were going on, it came from the basement reckoning, baby Ur Skeletor. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I fully admit it. I fully own up to the fact that Elvira was one of my first crushes in life. And Joe Bob Briggs, oh, my God, Joe Bob Briggs, how I loved Joe Bob Briggs. I, this was actually before he was actually broadcasting on TNT. I mean, I know he had that cable-exclusive show of his own. I never could watch it. But... Throughout junior high school, I used to read his first two movie review books. It was Joe Bob Goes to the Movies and Joe Bob Goes Back to the Movies. Those are my friggin' religions. They were, to me, what the Bible is to some people. And to make matters even more amusing, I still think, and somewhere in my collection, I do have a VHS tape of the Joe Bob Briggs stand-up routine. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I think it does have his uh, charity song that he wrote and performed in the mid-80s, We Are the Weird. And, okay, people, keep in mind, mid-80s, We Are the Weird, kind of sounds familiar. Uh, uh. Okay, again, Sam and Mike, excellent show. Keep up the great work, and I will talk to you again soon, all right? Take it easy. Bye. These voicemails are really topical because... If you notice in the middle of that, Metal Mikey figured out that he was old enough to jerk off. <laughs> right when he was talking about Elvira. Oh, you know what? <laughs> That's great. That's great. No, but uh, as far as the bi-weekly stuff goes, um, appreciate people's patience while we're just getting some stuff done. And it's mostly me, which is fine. But, uh, you know, it's just... I, you know what? I, just, I did just get through a really busy... A really busy but I'll tell you what. I'm going to start trying to put more stuff on the site to improve the site and stuff like that. Like, honestly, today was the we, – we rolled – everything went well. Everything's fine. Everything's done. So hopefully I'll be able to start, you know, doing a lot more stuff on the, on the site and we'll get back some of the old stuff that we used to have, like quizzes and, mm-hmm. and like our trivia and stuff like that and, and whatnot. Just, you know, just fun stuff. Well, and it's, it's interesting because I've, I've been working this job since October, and when I was talking to – some of the other reps, they were telling me that April and May are the busiest times of year. Right. So, so if now is busy, I mean, I can no. only imagine what's going to happen. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. And but you know, it's we not love a permanent thing. Yeah, we it's, love and, and the thing is, is when we're not getting burned out doing the podcast by any by any means. Right. I mean, it's we. I freaking love to do it, yeah. and uh, it's just uh, other bullshit. That's right. You know, other stuff that's un- sometimes, unfortunately, uh, higher priority. Yep. You know, like yep. work and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, that sucks when that becomes higher priority than this, but we're this, gonna love this, every is, this is way yeah. more fun. This is so relaxed. This is serious stress reliever. Uh, yeah, that's because uh, I think the same time Mikey learned how to jerk off, Sam was jerking off because it turned him on so much. <laughs> By the way, what happened to us? 
Why know. did our podcast go down? Da- why did it just become? Because you know he he brings up a good point. He's going to yeah. have to say junk and peener and all. Yeah, well, it's because we we started out really like if you go back and listen. And it's funny because whenever we get the emails, hey, I found your podcast a month ago. I'm all caught up listening to the episodes. It's like. We were so different when we first started. I out, think it was we all, were all serious and like we were moving. I don't. I don't know and, if we were serious, but we definitely weren't as stupid ass I as we are it, now. I took. I was like, well, I did. I still take yeah. it seriously, but well, but I I just don't mind dropping a few bombs here and there. Yeah, but we didn't. We never would. I would never would have talked about a wiener, like it, when when I was taking the Exorcist so serious. Like it was like the baddest ass thing ever. <laughs> you know and like what? Like the Three Mothers trilogy. That you know, we just talked that stuff up. Like you know what else. I'm going to do? I'm I'm going to take out. I got to get that clip of you saying I would have never talked about a wiener, and we're we're just going to start putting that throughout the show, throughout the the, the remainder of the episodes, and just throwing that in here and there. Just just every once in a while. Just, just out never, of the blue. I never would have talked about a wiener. <laughs> Oh, oh, good times. I love that, that, it. I think it's going to be made easier with the new software, so get yeah. ready for yeah. that. Hey, Mike and Stan. Bill here. Good show. Um, again, uh, what was the horror? Um, oh, my God. can't think this morning. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, horror host. Um, it was pretty cool. He played the clip of Sven Gulli. Well, son of Sven Gulli. Enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think that because of you know, Svengoolie and Elvira, is my fascination with B-movies. I really love B-movies, and um, I don't know, and I, I really think it's probably because of them. I uh, even went as far as to become a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, um, and when you were playing the clips, I realized, well, crap, they, they've they watched Ega, and they've watched the uh, Killer Shrews, and... Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Anyway, um, as for you guys going every uh, other week, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'll uh, miss the show, the weekly show, but I'm sure it will uh, help the show in the long run. You'll probably have a lot more shit to talk about. Um, not that you guys are, are struggling with that right now. Um, you know, don't let anyone give you any shit about it. You know, do what you got to do and uh, keep it good. I don't know. It's early here. It's like 6.30 in the morning. I'm waiting to punch into work. So uh, that's it. Take it easy. Bye. Do you know how awesome that is? That makes me feel really good that instead of rolling over and boning his wife, he called us at 6.30 in the morning. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I decided that because we're going to get that new software next week, I may as well say all the shit that I want that we say in the middle of the voice after anyways. You know, it's funny because uh, we played that clip of the son of Sven Gulli, uh just for you, Bill. You know, we, we thought, you know what? Bill is a freaking great guy. Let's play that. And then Apocalypse Dan comes out of nowhere and oh, getting pissed off man. and we didn't play more. I, I was watching my back for yeah. a while there for the stuff he was saying on Apocalypse the Apocalypse Dan, the dude that loves that loves mustaches, that, that uh, he thinks that they're all about being manly. He's from Chicago. Uh, you know what's funny is uh, I bring this up. That was actually a decent segue. <laughs> now I blew it because I, I pointed out that it's a decent segue. But um, th- and, and this is just for Apocalypse Dan. Sorry, everybody else that has to sit through this. <laughs> I, fa- I found this uh, 
Uh, do you know what? Do you know what Combo's brand are? I don't know. Some kind of food, probably. Somebody tells me it's kind of like Bugles. Yeah, I've seen those. Okay, basically, what what they did is they put out this list of cities that uh, the the fiftieth the fifty manliest cities. Oh, really? In the USA, I just I just want to point out something real quick. Chicago was forty sixth. What? Now, how can a city with so many manly men with mustaches come in at forty sixth? Well, I think probably because the women have mustaches, too. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Salt Lake came in as 16. Well, yeah! That's what I'm talking about. So we're the 16... We're, we're representing... because I walked down the street with my balls out! <laughs> the man... Bitches! Actually, there was, there was a lot of different uh, criteria, oh, like how many hardware stores you have, how oh, many... I thought you were going somewhere way no, far away with no, that. No, 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 no. Well, maybe I should tell you what kind of hardware stores we're talking about. It has to do with the number of pro teams, hardware stores, stuff like that. And you get, you get minus for how many, like, uh, interior decorating stores, <laughs> stuff like that you get. And, I, and I'll, I'll have to put the link up because I don't want to get into it too much. I just wanted to make sure that uh, I got a shot in at Apocalypse yeah. Den for getting so pissed off. For, me, for making me have nightmares. Nightmares of people coming after me because we didn't include topics in the show. <laughs> too bad they didn't judge the manliest cities by the number of mustaches. <laughs> Or else you wouldn't be a piddly forty six. That's right. Anyhow, do you think do you think he's gonna get pissed off? You I think probably. we're gonna get a call or some kind of uh, rebuttal? So much for being nice, huh? We're not being very no, nice I, today. I, I'm being nice to Apocalypse Dan. I, I like know. him. He's he a great us, guy. He gives us crap. But I'll give him. A yeah, back. but I'll tell you what. I, I took it. I took it seriously. I took yeah. it to heart. Good. 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 Hey Sam, I'm Raul. Uh-huh. I'm three foot six inches tall, 153 pounds, and I want to get up on your junk. That's right, baby. I know you want it. Because <laughs> once you go tiny, you'll never touch another hiney, baby. Wow, I'm glad we've hit our diversity requirement for the day. <laughs> what the? By the way, it may have sounded like that was somebody... Who was uh, sucking in helium? To call that? Yeah, it wasn't. But I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what it was just yet. I want you to. We we got a couple of voicemails from Stephen, and we're gonna. We always play those last because his are always the 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 freaking greatest. But just just uh, th- just remember this. There's a correlation between this one okay. and Stephen's last email uh, oh, voicemail. Okay. All right. So just remember, it okay. wasn't a balloon. It wasn't. He was not sucking. Helium from a balloon. Okay. Just, just take that one on. By All the right. way, that's your first midget love call. Oh How's it gosh. feel? You know what? It's a long time in coming. <laughs> I thought I sent out that SOS like weeks ago. Hey, guys. McPierce here listening to episode 27 while driving home from work. Um, wanted to call in and just say that those videos that were popular a couple of years ago, I don't know if anybody else has called in yet, but they're called Screamers where you have something that tries to lull you into paying more attention, and then they shock you with a scream. Screamers. All right, man. Love the show. Bye. Screamers, man. Those were awesome. Yep. You know, we actually forgot to get together a tribute for this week. So let's do this. Let's – we have an impromptu one because it's March. It's March Madness. Let's let's throw – by the way, nobody sent in any ideas for that. What's up with you guys? I don't know. Send in some ideas for horror-related stuff that we need to give tribute to. Yeah. But this one's not horror-related, but it's sports-related, and we want everybody to take a big drink right now, so take it away. You know, I was running on the treadmill, 
and I was watching March Madness because watching basketball helps you run a little faster. And I was noticing that the the college sports commentators, college basketball commentators, turn into gods around this time of year. And I was watching the show. It was like on CBS College Sports. And these guys are all sitting around. It's like four of them. They're all talking serious about the brackets and, you know, who's going to go which way. Well, they're like, hey, let's take some calls. So then these people call in, and I kid you not, five in a row. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Joe from West Virginia. Just wondering how far West Virginia is going to go in the tournament. Sure it wasn't. This is Steven from West Virginia. <laughs> and then you get the next guy. It's a little kid from Texas. Oh, uh, yeah, wondering how far Texas A&M is going to go in the tournament. And it's so like four in a row. What is he, Miss Cleo? What are well, these guys? And that's the funny thing is these dumbasses don't even skip a beat. And they answer the question like they know what the fuzz is going on. <laughs> So here's to you, college sports basketball broadcaster. You're now officially psychotic, or what do you call that? Psychic. Psychic bitches. Dude, okay, so you know what we should do? You know what? It's too late, and I am way too lazy to do this. But it would be funny to take all of these calls and all of their predictions, put them together with, oh. like, how far they actually went, yeah. put them in a little video or something like that, and send it to those stupid assholes. Oh, my gosh. But sports commentators a lot of times irritate me. Oh, Anyways, so bad. But when that stuff gets on, it's like, are you got to be kidding me. You have no clue. You don't know. I know. You know maybe and, I'm and they're so serious when they're at answering this stuff. Yeah. So all of our listeners are drunk right now because we have like 50 sports references right there. And I'm, and I'm going to drop one more. Right now, I'm, uh, it's a good thing that all this other stuff fell into place because uh, the Cougars are already out. Yeah, I don't they already know. got beat, so I'm I don't care. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't it was, care anymore. It I'm pissed. It's embarrassing. Okay. Hey, guys, McPierce calling. Just going through a little bit of withdrawal, seeing it's Thursday, hoping a new show is coming out soon. And I think it's kind of coincidental that uh, you go on this two-week uh, two week per, two week in between uh, episode schedule right around March Madness. I think there's uh, maybe something relating to the two of them. I don't know, but looking forward to another show. Talk to you guys later. Why'd you just have to call up and remind us that the Cougars lost? Jeez, come on, McPierce. Jerk. I'm gonna. <laughs> That's you know what? Passion, man. You know what I'm gonna send out in your prize package? A big dump. I'm gonna stick it in the package. It's coming with your prizes for winning the Imitate Sam. I like that. You know what? Two <laughs> two men in a cup. But but. <laughs> By the way, you should have seen how serious Sam looked when he said, you know what? I like that. That's a that's a great idea. Let's send a piece of shit across country to North Carolina. Hey, I'll mail it. What is that <laughs> awful smell? North Carolina? Ooh, and that extra pisses me off. I'd like to send this as long as it takes. He's from North Carolina? Yeah, that's fine. I hope I you picked you to lose. I hope UNC goes down. No offense to you. McPierce, you're a great guy. You know what's funny is McPierce is probably a Duke fan. <laughs> he lives in North Carolina, but we're bagging on North Carolina. He's probably a Duke fan. Oh, so he's like, I don't care. Yeah, North great. Carolina sucks. Yeah, well... Well, I'm done with I'm done with college basketball. Me too. Except for I want to figure out how Tyler Hansborough keeps his eyes in his head. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, see, the voice message still hasn't changed. Greeting, guys. This is Otter. Long time no here. Of course, when you don't have a computer and you know don't have the funds, you got to wait a while. Anyways, uh, question for Sam. You talk about the Saturday afternoon thriller. We had that in Michigan on one of like our our local independent channels back in the '80s. And it started out with this intro, and it was that weird, trippy part from in the middle of Led Zeppelin's Whole Lot of Love. Was this the same program? Was it a whole nationally syndicated thing or something? I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing. But uh, 
a great show. Horror host. Joe Bob loved um, Elvira. Oh, yeah. It's, that was a nice one. I mean, heck, she was hot in costume and just as, just as hot, if not hotter, you know, out of the costume. And for the most part, she's kind of held up over the years at a, you know, 50-plus-year-old woman. But, uh, yeah, it's a great show. You know, I, I wish there were more of those horror hosts these days. We do have one here out of Detroit, uh, Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema. Uh, midnight's on Saturday. Uh, you know, yeah, he does the public domains, and he's got the little bits and little quirky things. Uh, he dresses in a Wolfman costume and has a little skeleton puppet named Bony Bob that's his co-host. But this kind of makes you remember the the good old days when you're younger and all that fun stuff, and you're watching the same terribly bad horror movies. But well, I just want to keep it short and sweet because uh, after listening to the coldest shit one, I realize I ramble a lot. So have a good day, guys. Take care. Bye. Hey, Otter, you may ramble, but listen, I want to I make a point here before we go on. If you go back, everybody, and listen to every voicemail that has talked about Elvira, there is a slight pause after they mention how hot she is where they are imagining her naked. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Every, t- every time I have noticed that, there is a slight, they lose their train of thought, and there's a slight pause where their hand instinctively goes to their package. Well, the funny thing is, is Otter's like, she looked great in her costume, and she looked great out of her costume. And then there was a slight pause right after that. <laughs> and then uh, we actually had to edit out the part where we went, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, it's good to have you back. Yeah. yeah, so your computer dies and the cadaver lab gets no love, but we, we're glad to have you back, man. You know what we were just talking about, like uh, when we were listening to your voice, that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Just get a freaking camera, you know, get some public domain flicks, and just go be dumbasses. <laughs> In front of a camera instead of behind a microphone. You know what's funny is they have a public access channel here for Davis County, where we live. Well, I don't live in Davis County. Oh, I'm sorry. That's where I live. But we could do it in Davis County in public and broadcast it on there. <laughs> They've got to have one for Salt Lake County. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Dude, that would be so much fun. Oh, yes, it would. Can we can we get away with like being really vulgar and well, stuff? Well, we or? could, except for would have to do that little blurry thing they put over boobs on regular TV, and they'd have to do a long beep. <laughs> what? Were you planning on taking off your shirt? No, but they don't. When I say like penis, or if I say fuck, <laughs> then they're gonna. They don't want to see that. They don't want to see that like on your lips. So they will have to blur it out with the blurry boob thing. Oh, 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 okay. They okay. don't want you to see. I, mouth I was gonna it. say. I, I thought. You, I was like, how are they gonna see boobs? No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, we could do that. I mean, yeah, that's fine. You know, there was a commercial for a hair laser removal club. You can pay 29 bucks a month. And they're trying to sell it to these guys. Like, listen, Sasquatch, don't you want your woman to come and to rub guys? Your... Yeah, to guys. Like, don't you want your... Don't you think it's sexy that your woman come and rub your your bare chest? I'm like, I don't want my wife to fill me up and know I have bigger boobs than she does. <laughs> I try and hide that fact. Hey, you twat waffles. It's uh, Jason here. I just wanted to say two thumbs up for uh, spicy food boners. That's all. My Thai food, it gives me a boner. <laughs> oh, that's what it was? We were talking about that that I, I left, and you're like, yeah, I've been eating a bunch of Thai food with Sam lately. That's great to know. You know, it's, it's good that we can make an impact, make something memorable for people. God, I don't remember. 
I can't. I, I forgot about that. That's great. I know. It's awesome. I'm going to have to start talking about that more so I can remember to bring that up more in uh, casual conversation. Hey, guys, we just got done eating lunch. I got a boner. <laughs> you think that would make it more uncomfortable than, than it needs hey, to be? how'd you do that? Did you get nachos from 7-Eleven? How the hell did you do that, man? <laughs> hey, look at my bulge. I just got some cayenne pepper on my dog. Nice. What? No, I don't know. I just hold it up with my belt. <laughs> Is that All right, so... So okay, as we're as we're coming up, we're about to finish up the voicemails for today. Stephen was uh, moving this week, so he didn't have a studio set up. So he mm-hmm. called the voicemail a bunch of times apparently because he was bored. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to play them in succession, and um, re- everybody remember about that it's not a balloon, balloon, and not a, a helium balloon. Anyways, I'm, we're just going to play them all. Hey, Mike and Sam, it's Steven. Um, wow, this is weird because, like, I'm used to sitting in my little studio, but that's all been dismantled. I don't have internet access, and unless I go stand in the driveway with my pocket PC, and uh, that's no fun. Anyway, some remarks you guys made. Uh, all right, first off, I mean, I understand, you know, that okay, you know, you wanted to take some cheap shots. But um, the KKK thing, that that wasn't funny, dude. I mean, it's one thing for you to say that I'm a member of NAMBLA. You know, that's funny and all. But the KKK, now come on. I like little black boys as much as I like little white boys. Now, I'm going to tell you a funny story here. I mean, because, yeah, there's some racists around fucking West Virginia. And um, we went to my my stepson's girlfriend's house and I knew the guy but I didn't really know the guy it was the first time we were ever at his house and we're sitting there on the front porch drinking beer and he looks at me and he says I'm no racist but you know me and my buddies like to go out and uh, kick the shit out of black guys of course to use the n-word I've I was absolutely fucking stunned. I didn't know what to say for one of the few times in my life. And finally I said, wow, I didn't have you pegged as a liberal. But yeah, it's it's pretty rampant around here on the edge of the South. Apparently they forgot why West Virginia left the fucking Confederacy, why they split the state in two. But, you know, uh, reading in history ain't a big uh, thing around here anyway. But as long as we're uh, perpetuating regional stereotypes, uh, Mike, uh, you're going to have your wife on the show. Really? Which one? Uh, I'm just fucking bored. Um, I don't know. I I was just uh, leaving a message about mashed potatoes and cheese to, uh, it came from the basement. Uh, Maybe I'll go fix some of those. I'm sure I'll talk to you again before the week's out. Be cool, bitches. Hey, Mike and Sam, Steven here. Still fucking bored. You know, seeing man, that quiz y'all had? Now, there was one question I didn't know the fucking answer to either. Who who played both Jesus and Satan? And you know, I know De Niro played like the fucking, you know, the devil and angel heart. It's fucking awesome. I was thinking, you know, even if he didn't play Jesus, how fucking awesome would that be? You know, it would be like, 
Yo, Judas Iscariot, you motherfucker. You, 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 I'm going to fucking kill you, you son of a bitch. I got the loaves, I got the fishes thing going over here. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of stupid. Maybe you don't want to play that one. This one. I'm just fucking bored. Oh, Jesus. So, what's up with you guys? I don't know. Email me or something, dude. I'm going to try to, like, go out in the driveway and check email here a little later. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Steven. I was just driving home, and I noticed there's a full moon out. And I was just thinking, I think a really shitty werewolf. I mean, I turn into a big fucking dog, and then I just want to, like, lay around and lick myself all night. But that's pretty much what I do anyway. I wouldn't really be up for all the killing and shit. It's so much fucking effort. All right, bitches. Be cool. Hey, Mike and Sam. Steven here. Oh, gee, I'm feeling much better than I was last week. Uh, sorry about those calls, man. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Oh, you know, you get so bored, you know, that kind of boredom that sets in after you've, you know, you've got nothing to do after you've tried on all your wife's clothes to see which ones best bring out the blue in your eyes, and you've masturbated enough times that your testicles are completely deflated like fucking balloons. Yeah, that's where I was, so. But 48 hours from now, I should have my internet connection restored, and I'll be happy again. Anyway, just wanted to say, hey, and be cool, bitches. Talk to you later. Yeah, I, I know you didn't believe me about the masturbating like all day, so I decided to record the sound of my ejaculating for the 18th time in one day. So, um, yeah, this is what it sounds like. All right, bitches, be cool. We we can't talk, that, dude. <laughs> I think Stephen was bored. <laughs> no shit. Oh my gosh, my jaw hurts from laughing so hard at that. Wow, get that man his internet. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I am scared to, to to think what what would happen, what he would be up to if he was away from his internet longer than he was oh at that point. Oh my. Well, he oh, said he went out to the driveway to play with his pocket PC. I wonder if it was pocket poor. See? Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to leave that in. You want to know no, why? No, take it out. You want to know why I'm leaving that why? in? Why? I want everyone else to have to suffer through that one just like I do. Oh, jeez. Well, that's it for the emails, by the way. The Voicemails. Boy, sorry. Voicemails. <sighs> hey, we didn't even do any emails. Mm-mm. We got a lot of emails. We appreciate it. Appreciate the. Uh, we got a lot of voicemails. Sorry. Appreciate it. Keep sending them in. Kicks butt. I don't really know what to say after that last Stephen one. There, there was just so much. There's so much to discuss. Yeah, images and <laughs> bad, scary images. Like I said, get that man his internet. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, what do you say we take a quick break and then get right into the show? Let's do it. Hey, this is Jay. Stewie D. KC. Questionable Mike. And trouble. From the Obscure 80s Show, and you're listening to Mike and Sam at the Cadaver Lab. Well, that'll love you junk for you. <laughs> 
All right, so there you go. We're going to get into our show of inbred redneck horror. Uh, like I said, we went into three movies this week, Deliverance, Wrong Turn, and House of a Thousand Corpses. Let's get right into Deliverance. came out in 1972. Where are you going, city boy? We'll find it. It ain't nothing but the biggest river in the state. These are the men. Nothing very unusual about them. Suburban guys like you or your neighbor. Nothing very unusual about them until they decided to spend one weekend canoeing down the Kahulawasi River. Ed Gentry, he runs an art service. Wife Martha has a boy, Dee. Lewis Medlock has real estate interests. Talks about resettling in New Zealand or Uruguay. Drew Ballinger, he's sales supervisor for a soft drink company. Bobby Tripp, bachelor, insurance and mutual funds. Will you go in? All right, I'm looking. These are the men who decided not to play golf that weekend. Instead, they sought the river. Out there anywhere watching us right now. We ain't gonna be so mad nice behind a ball of dragon and corpse. Lewis, I'm gonna go off to the side. There's something wrong. No, come on! film of James Dickey's explosive best-selling novel. Uh, directed by John Borman, it was written by James Dickey, who did both the novel and the screenplay. Uh, the IMDb gave it a 7.9. That's really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Voight played Ed, Burt Reynolds played Lewis, Ned Beatty plays Bobby, and Ronnie Cox played Drew. Here's a synopsis, and I actually read this one. Nice. It's, it's kind of stupid, but... It, what episode are we on? 28. Sweet! <laughs> About time. Uh, on a weekend canoeing trip down a river in the Georgia backcountry, four urban businessmen enter a nightmare in which both nature and mankind conspire to send them through a crucible of danger and degradation in which their lives and perhaps even their souls are put at horrendous risk. That was a little dramatic, but at least it didn't... It wasn't like re- totally retarded or anything like that. No, it's good. What'd you think? 
I, I like this movie. Um, there's there's some pretty good star power in there. Yeah. Um, which which is is good to watch because it brings some credibility, and then the acting in there is believable. So I thought it was good. Yeah. You know the thing about this movie is is I would can I wouldn't consider this an all out horror movie. Mm-hmm. The theme of the movie was definitely could definitely fit into a horror movie because that's right. that's basically uh, the theme of. Uh, of uh wrong turn mm-hmm. i mean these guys go out to get a, you know get away from it all and uh they are met by you know a bunch of rednecks and uh this takes place in georgia i think is in the yeah, outside of atlanta that's the guys live in atlanta the guys live in atlanta okay yeah. basically the first couple of things that uh jumped out at me when i was watching this movie is first of all you're the i i was actually surprised that such big names we're in this, and I mean, I don't. I, I guess in 1972, I don't know how big of a name each of them were. I'm, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. much about um, Burt Reynolds and John Voight's earlier stuff. But in, I think this was actually Ned Beatty's first movie. Oh, really? That he did. So yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know how much that was. But the first thing that really kind of jumped out to me was they go out there, you know, and, and, and you know they're driving, they're just chit chatting or whatever. They stop at a town because they want they want to you know get in their canoes and stuff, and they they're looking for somebody to drive their their cars to the to the landing where they're going to end up. And we meet some of the locals. Those guys were looked so genuine to me mm-hmm. as far as freaky redneck people that you know you just don't see every day. Well, like that kid with the touch of downs that was playing oh, the yeah. banjo. That dude. That dude. Oh, first of all. <clears throat> there's a note saying that uh they they in order to save some money some they they employed some of the local the locals of that actual area to to be in the movie but i don't i don't know if that kid was a local and i also don't think that either of the either of the two really you know main redneck guys were but i mean as far as what happens is i mean and, and this is a completely iconic scene i guess they they get there and then one guy's got his guitar and starts playing mm-hmm. dueling banjos and then this kid who I swear to you is fr- is is the genuine article, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm sure everybody's probably seen this, and you know what I'm talking about. When God, he just, his face, like his eyes don't open all the way. His face is kind. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like like monster freakish looking, but it just seems like there was a few chromosomes missing yeah. or something like something that. Something missing. And you know what? I I for a long time I thought, wow, that kid kicks ass on the banjo yeah i finally found out that it was uh someone someone else sitting behind him doing the you know doing the chords and stuff like that but the kid picked it wait a second what somebody was behind him doing the hand motions on the uh, banjo? yeah some guys bought some guy was behind him doing the hand motions on the banjo. on the banjo yes right. really <laughs> yeah that and, wasn't uh, him well the, he was picking it he, mm-hmm. he, he was he was pick, oh. using the pick and picking it but someone else was doing the chord work and stuff oh, like okay. that with his left hand, but huh. no, that uh, that was wild. That kid freaked me out just because of, and, and you know that guy that was there dancing to it the whole time. Yeah, they were so genuine. It's yeah. like wow. Well, and who would have known that Dave Letterman could play the guitar like that? He did Kick look like Dave Letterman. Didn't. <laughs> what's that, what's that guy's name? Drew in the movie. Drew in the movie. Yeah, he did look. Like, he did look like uh, Dave Letterman. In fact, God, now I didn't think about that, but now it's oh, just like wow. That's what I thought I'm like what Is that Letterman's <laughs> first movie. Oh my gosh! Well, okay. So basically, we have these four hotshot businessmen. They're 
just taking their last canoe trip. Not a real difficult premise. I guess what was going to happen is uh, they were going to flood the area to, you know, to serve an electric company that's, or something like that. That's the one drawback. That's the one thing that I didn't like about this movie is how <laughs> hardcore they set it up that that was going to happen. And then at the end, they spent a lot of time dwelling on that. And that's how they get away with what happens. Right. I just I didn't like it. You didn't like because I thought that worked out perfectly. I thought it worked out, but I just didn't like how much time. It's like beating me over the head, kicking me with it, dragging me down. They mentioned it all the time. Really? Okay, because, I mean, they did mention all the time, but, you know, I thought it was just a perfect plot, uh, uh, something that pushes the plot through because, okay, basically what happens, you know, we'll, we'll go over it real quickly. These four guys, they, they get into a canoe, they meet up with a – with a couple of rednecks, you know, there you know, are two in each canoe. The first canoe goes up, you know, has to take a break and whatever, and it has uh, John Voight and Ned Beatty in it. Basically, they go up and they see a couple of locals. The locals decide that they want to torture them and sodomize Ned Beatty. Why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> nothing else to Who do. Who wouldn't if you, you know, in that situation? You know, uh, that's probably what, uh, what would happen if, if Stephen didn't have his uh, internet up for much longer, he'd go out in the woods and just so- randomly sodomize people going down the river. Well, I, I, if you watch on the um, unrated version of the original Superman, it happens in that too. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, what was that Superman where there was like bad Superman? You know, there was good Superman. That was number three. Was that number three? Yeah. Is it happened it? in that one as well. Uh, I was, was going to yeah. say, right. Ned Beatty, like. <laughs> There, there's an uncut scene with with the shame on Ned Beatty's, and, and uh, for some reason. Well, the most disturbing part of that was that uh, Bad Superman after that said that Ned it was it was what Ned Beatty was wearing and he deserved it. <laughs> he was asking for it. Sorry. He showed me so much butt cleavage. <laughs> the problem is, is with Superman come, it just went right up through him out in his forehead. <laughs> oh my! Whoa! Wow! Wow! Anyway, the rest of the movie basically is them trying to get down the river to to the point where they can get out, and they they try to make it out alive. But but along the way, there are some dead bodies that happen. There you know are dead bodies. There's some deaths that take place, and you know this and that. And basically, all they do is just uh, tie rocks around them, and it goes to the bottom of the river, and nobody's going to be looking because that whole place is going to be underwater. No, and I think that's a great plot point. But what I'm saying is, is I think that it was they could have just said that was going to happen, and then have it happen at the end, uh-huh. and and create some tension if you know if they're going to find the bodies and stuff like that. But because they just kept talking about it the uh-huh. whole time, I'm like. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really. It didn't bug you that much. That's. I don't. That's, I didn't really notice it that yeah. much. But anyway, like I said, there there was. I mean, there was there was the one disturbing scene of the the. But the thing is, is I hate to say there's one disturbing scene because that's the rednecks themselves kind of were disturbing. Like mm-hmm. there, there were two main guys. One didn't have teeth, and in the way they were talking, and, mm-hmm. and the way they spoke, and the way you're they, gonna pray real good, boy. He <laughs> got a party. It was that was disturbing. Yeah. I did not like that. Well, you know what was interesting too is I was watching that the the one redneck that got shot with the arrow and died on the tree. Uh-huh. There's a long scene where they're talking about what they're gonna do, uh-huh. and they show that guy dead. And I watched him the whole time. He didn't blink. Really, and it made my eyes water. I'm like, because I'm like, he's gonna blink. I know they, they're gonna stand here forever and talk. Right. He's gonna blink. He didn't. I was like, wow, that's, wow, that's no. amazing, pretty cool. I watch for mechanics like that, you know. <laughs> you don't, you don't worry about things like enjoying the plot no, or, I want to see or losing yourself or in the movie. I was gonna see. You know what? I know that those rednecks down I in the south. I am going to waste this show. <laughs> 
No, I know those Rennicks in the South are dispensable, so I wanted to know if they really killed one or not. They probably did. And as far did, as I know, apparently. they did because that guy did not blink. <laughs> Listen, I'm just kidding. I love everybody, especially midgets on, on – uh, Especially midgets that take a toke from Steven's ball sack. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh wow! I you know I really like this show. I think it. I mean it was it was high quality. Mm-hmm. You know it was. Uh, I like the actors. You mm-hmm. know I, I thought all of them did a great job. Uh, it was weird seeing how young John Boyd was and how weird looking he still was way back then. You could definitely see how Angelina got, Jolie got her looks. Well, why? That boy had a pretty mouth. Is that Angelina Jolie's dad or something? Yeah, you didn't know that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's going to ruin it all for me now. Yep. Now you're going to be the dumbass for a week. Two weeks, yes! <laughs> Two- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I give this a, a strong buy. I give it a buy, too, definitely. Being younger, you know, I mean, we're not young, but, I mean, we're 72 is before our time. Mm-hmm. And seeing a lot of movies, you know, in the late 80s and, and some nice with uh, Burt Reynolds, you don't realize how, how big of a badass he was back in the day. He wasn't a badass in this movie. Well, he, Dude, he, he was cried. cool looking, though. Well, he was cool looking, but he cried when he got shot. I mean, freaking pansy. And he's crying about all this other he stuff. He broke his leg or yeah, something. Come on, but dude. I thought Suck that guy was cool. Suck it up, Smokey. See, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even see Smokey. No, but I, the other thing about this movie is, is how there's, there's so many. The reason why I watched this was how many references there are to the Ned Beatty scene, dueling banjos, rednecks in that movie. I mean, it's, almost, it's not at the same level as The Godfather where you have right. so many references to it. Right. But there are a lot of references in mainstream media that, that refer to this well, movie. How many times have you heard squeal like a pig? That's or, exactly right. Or, yeah. or, or somebody uh, says, oh, yeah, just like Deliverance. Or that's right that out was, of Deliverance. That was in wrong turn. They said, have you guys ever seen a movie called Deliverance? Oh, they actually say that. I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah, um, it makes total sense. Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's it's big. I mean, it, yeah. 7.9, it, I guess, I mean, it, people like it, I guess. That's good stuff. I've got a few things on this. The memory count was zero, unless you count Ned Beatty. <laughs> Ned Beatty. But, you, got, uh, you got a lot of Ned Beatty butt. I didn't like yeah, that I didn't either. I wasn't so sure about that. So what did I learn from this movie? Who says white man can't dance? That freaking redneck <laughs> is freaking awesome. <laughs> That's what that's what I'm talking about. Know, was that weird. was I, that kind of freaked me out because it was so how, real yeah. looking that it, like, it, 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 well, apparently he is he was a real redneck from oh, the area. Bizarre. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was weird. Uh, Drew, who died in the the uh, they, the guy looked like Dave Letterman. Drew was hiding his plastic man the entire time. <laughs> yes, <you> he <laughs> was. <laughs> I don't know why you even have to add that in there. Dude has an arm like so weird Bent over his- behind his head. I didn't think that was a dummy. I, I it didn't mean, look like it. It didn't look like it. I don't know how he did that. Was, they they must dis, like dislocate his arm and throw it behind <laughs> there. We're going to pay you an extra 50. All right. And uh, the other thing I learned, Ned Beatty is as ugly naked as you'd imagine. And uh, don't drink a lot of caffeine before shooting an arrow, for hell's sakes. Yes. All right. So Get a little twitchy. Then I had, you know, I brought back a segment this week. It was getting tired for a while, but I brought back the who else said that. So I've got those for these movies. Uh, any Hillary Clinton references? No Hillary Clinton references. <laughs> okay. okay, but uh, one was, it's it's there all right. You get in there, you can't get out. You, let's see. It's there all right. You get in there, can't get out. You're going to wish it wasn't. And uh, I Googled that, and that was actually the gynecologist from Teeth. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now let's see you drop those pants, boy. Every Catholic priest I know. Oh, 
<laughs> and the last one was wee wee wee, and that was Rosie O'Donnell at that time. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, uh, six degrees as well. Six degrees on this. Oh my. Oh no, I have. I was like, holy shit, I didn't do it. Uh-huh. It's on a different page. All oh, right. Good. So Deliverance. John Voight was in National Treasure with Nicolas Cage, who was in Snake Eyes with Gary Sinise, who was in Open Season with Deborah Messing, who was in McKell's Navy with Bruce Campbell. Really, two. Two McHale's Navies. I have a bunch of those. Sweet. I have the only one that is not is House of a Thousand Corpses, but that's because there's only one. Only yeah, only one only, gem. Only cool. one one link. Cool. Let's take another quick break. Yep. Horror, a shivering, shaking fear, caused by something frightful or shocking. And that movie disturbed me. It got wretchingly difficult to sit through. It was. Etc. Extra things, unusual. Additions. We're actually doing man versus nature. Versus no, no. What? We're doing nature versus man. Sorry. Horror Etc. Podcast. As always, I am Tony. And I'm Ted. We are doing our superhero spectacular corpse clawing its way out of the ground. Ted has Frankenstein on the brain. Vampires and werewolves, they're all about sex and savagery. The zombie beats that out by personifying our deepest fear, which is death. But certainly with Jaws, you know, we saw this crossover where, again, you know, a horror film can find mass appeal and critical acclaim. The Horror Etc. Podcast. All things in the world of horror and beyond at horroretc.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Horror Podcasting Network. www.horrorcasts.blogspot.com All right, there you go. I want everybody to picture that little kid because he weirded me out. 
When he's watching him from up over the river and stuff with his banjo hanging down. <laughs> he's just kind of swinging it over like the kid was weird looking. Yeah. You know what's funny is I saw a picture of him lately. You know, and uh, he looks just older, but he's just as butt ugly as he was back he's, then. That guy's still alive? Yeah. Wow. Uh, wrong turn. You're 2003. Are you all right? I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just found this tied to a tree back there. Somebody did this. Baby, seriously, this isn't funny. Directed by Rob Schmidt, writer was the writer was Alan B. McElroy. IMDb gave it a 6.0. Starring Desmond Harrington as uh, Chris Flynn, Eliza Dushku as Jesse, Emmanuel Triqui as Carly, Jeremy Sisto as Scott, Kevin Zegers as Evan, Lindy Booth as Fredzine, Julian Richling, Richings as Three Finger. Gary Roberts as Sawtooth, and Ted Clark is One-Eye. One guess as to who the, uh, the rednecks are in this movie. Synopsis, Chris Flynn is on his way to a job interview and is driving through the mountains of West Virginia. This, this is the this perfect is, this place. This is one for Steven. Yeah, and this I'll tell you what, and this is one thing that, that I noticed about this movie. West Virginia is the perfect place for Hicks. I'm, you like know, for I have like never been there, but if it's anything like how it was in this movie... Then they're just with miles and miles of forest that you could just go out there and get lost. Well, from what I understand, there really seriously are hillbillies that live up in the mountains, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's almost like here in Utah where we have the polygamists that go live on their own little thing. Yeah, but yeah, they go down and live in the in the uh, desert. People in the live middle up of... in the hills in these clans. Really? Yeah, it's it's bizarre. This isn't horror at all. This is just real life. This might this wrong turn might as well be a documentary. And now I'm scared the shit out of. Well, you're pretty far away from West Jeez. Virginia. 
There is then a chemical spill on the road, so being short on time, he decides to take a different route, an abandoned dirt road in the middle of nowhere. He then, by accident, crashes into a car sitting in the middle of the road. He then meets a group of friends on a hiking trip who includes Jesse, whom were stranded on whom were stranded on the road. Unlike the other one, I did not read this one before before the uh, we started recording. Uh, two people stay at the car, and another group goes for help, only to find a sinister cabin nestled in the West Virginia woods that is home to a trio of cannibalistic mountain men horribly disfigured from years of inbreeding. They then take a mad dash for their lives through uh, through the woods, only hoping only to make it alive. Just so you know, that wasn't my lack of reading skills. That was uh, the lack of grammatical skills that mm. this person had and me fixing it on the fly. Nice. Well, so what would you think? This, this, this was a, a very good movie. Um, this takes Deliverance a little bit farther as far as the rednecks go. Well, and, that, and that's a different – well, this is the difference between a horror movie and coming more of a drama like mm-hmm. – like uh, Deliverance, where Deliverance they got it, they got it all across, they got every idea across, and you know, not that it wasn't disturbing because the realism in Deliverance was so disturbing. This one was just a little more exploitive, where mm-hmm. yeah, you, they, everything's kind of a caricature as far as the the uh, the inbred folks yep. are, and uh, well, the, they were terrifying. High gore, yeah. high gore count. I, I freaking like that. Yep. There's some awesome deaths. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I, I you're right on the same thing. You know, it felt like Deliverance, but it was you know it was definitely more modern. Um, you kind of go back. It was borderline on the kid thing. Borderline. What do you mean? Well, how you get like the dumbass teenagers in the in some of the newer horror movies, and it's oh, just right. made for that. It uh-huh. was borderline on that, but they weren't as obnoxious as what I've seen in some of the other ones. No, well, these were a little bit older because I mean there was Jeremy Sisto and uh, Emmanuel Chiriqui or whatever. They were talking about getting married, so mm-hmm. I mean they're not. They weren't just like like for instance in a like in the Friday the Thirteenth that just came out, a bunch of dildos going out right. to party. I mean right. th- these were people who had futures. They were going to school. They they left on spring break. And, uh, you know, they, they, I don't, they weren't just the, the throwaway characters. I mm-hmm. mean, there were a couple. I mean, do you think that that, uh, it's funny because the only real non-characters, I guess, were the two that stayed yeah. back and they were just kind of there smoking the weed yep. and uh, fodder for death. Yeah. You know? and, and so, yeah, because I thought they did a good job with that. I didn't care about those Even though characters. I, th- I like that redhead. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Not ugly. I, I thought they were going to give us a mammary count, but they didn't. Um but uh, you know, yeah, I didn't like those guys. I didn't care for them. Didn't it didn't matter the way. But I liked the other characters. No, Part I, of it was because Faith from Buffy. Uh, from Buffy. I mean, I just kind of like. that. Well, and I also like Jeremy Sisto. What we're gonna have to do is you probably haven't seen a movie called May, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, we're gonna have to do a movie called May, or we're gonna have to do a show that fits May into it because that's one of the one of the weirdest ass movies that I've ever seen. But he's in that. He's in a lot of other shows that I actually really like. Hmm. You know, and I think he does a good job. I mean, I don't, he's not like one of my favorite actors or anything like mm-hmm. that, but uh, I always like to see that he's in a movie I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty, you know, he's always kind of plays the same type of dude, mm-hmm. but uh, I like that guy. Yeah. So, seems well, like thought, a dude we'd, we'd hang out with. He actually reminds me of a buddy in high school. Maybe that's why I like him. Yeah, no, I, they, didn't, they didn't bother me at all. And, and the other thing is, is that I thought there was some really good progression as to how the movie went, uh-huh. um, that it was realistic how they went back to the cabin. They're looking for stuff. And right. I didn't like how they went in there, but in the end, you know, you probably would try and walk through there, and you have to set up the movie. Right. I mean, I'm not looking for, hey, it has to be absolutely real. Well, the thing is, is who knows? I mean, yeah. it's hard to say what you do in that situation mm-hmm. because, I mean, honestly, they were probably fairly desperate just because they were out in the middle of nowhere. Right. 
So I, it's hard to say, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have, you know, that's mm-hmm. not real. Because who knows? Mm-hmm. I, who knows what we would have done? You know what? I, if I would have yelled and stuff and there's nobody there, but I was desperate to get out of there, I may have done that. I may have walked that's in. That's a good point. I may have walked in to just see the phone. Of course, if I would have hauled my ass out of there the first time I saw like a jar full of human flesh. I don't, yeah. I don't think I would have stuck around as long as or they did. Or a hand in the, I guess when they saw the hand in the bathtub, that's when they were trying to leave and then they came home. Yeah. You know what was really freaky about that part was when they were sneaking out and they bumped some stuff and nothing happened. And then right as they were getting ready to go and the redneck opened his eyes. Uh, yeah. That was freaky, dude. <laughs> yeah. Those dudes were. Because it wasn't like he opened his eyes and sat up. He just opened his eyes and stared for a second. You're just like, oh, <laughs> damn it. Well, let's talk about those redneck guys for a while. They were freaking creepy looking. Yeah. And they were gross. Yeah. I mean, it's like there was the one guy with the with the giant uh, cleft palate. Mm-hmm. Sawtooth. Uh, is that sawtooth? Mm-hmm. And then there was like the little skinny guy. Oh, yeah, they were all just kind of freaky looking. Yep. Well, and they're repulsive, and I think that's why that was so effective now, is I kept thinking, man, wow. You know what kept going through my mind as we were watching this, or as I was watching this? They go into their show. Or in their show, in their in their house. Do you know how bad that must have smelled? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like because I mean, not only were their body parts rotting, but it's like they there was shit all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, they were probably pissing in a corner mm-hmm. or something like that. And you know, living out there, your 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 freaking body just yeah. is gonna stink. Right. And you're gonna live in that house. Those guys don't change their clothes. Yeah, it was it was a well done movie. It resolved itself well. I thought I, I got a little crazy when they went up the the tower. Well, that was complete isolation. You know, they go out there. This huge thing is scary. They go up into this tower and they they, they show a a scene of it panning across the the forest out there, and there is nothing yeah. but forest. Right. And right then and there, I just I thought it was a man. They are screwed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like this. I like this movie. There wasn't a lot to it as far as, far as uh, plot goes, except for they go out there and they try to get away with their lives. Yeah. I mean, you know, they kind of have the uh, the survivor lineup and who's going to die type of type of mentality. But there were some great deaths. Yeah. This this was not obnoxious at all. In fact, that you know, I give this a buy. I give it. A, I give it a high buy. Yeah. I really like this too, and a lot of people actually think that. Uh, Wrong Turn Two is a better flick. Oh, really? I've, I've gotten. I've actually had two or three emails. Uh, been have you seen that one? Me. I have seen it. Mm. It's uh, has what's his name in it. Black Flag. What's his name? Uh, I'm a liar. Oh, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins in it. Yeah. Somebody's gonna waste me because uh, of that. I forgot Henry Rollins' name. But you know, the same type of deal that that one is. It, you know, it's it's a little different setup. But after all said and done, it's line them up and let's see which ones go down before yeah. the end of the thing. Fantastic there with the 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 barbed wire through the the lips through the the mouth. Oh yeah. And then another girl, I think, yeah, another girl got her head chopped in half. Right. Her Where her eye, body fell. Her eye died or contracted. Uh, I, I don't know. That kind of that was good. That stuff was good. You know what? It kind of reminds me of, of you know they pull that giant barbed wire across the road, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it kill and it you know pop their tires or whatever. That kind of shit kind of scares me because that's something that is easy to do seemingly. Yeah, I mean, well, well don't they do that in Ten Thousand Maniacs too? 10, 000, or Two Thousand Maniacs? <laughs> I was going to say Natalie, Natalie Merchant's not going to go around no. doing that to anybody. Two Thousand Maniac, Two Thousand One Maniacs. Yeah. Oh, with Robert England? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, do I don't that. remember. I can't. I can't remember. But they, I know they do that in uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, yeah. Which is probably another movie that could have fit into this one. But that's uh, reason number one thousand five hundred eighty-four to have your concealed weapons permit and carry. 
Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it didn't help Big Bob in uh, the remake of uh, The Hills Have Eyes, but, mm-hmm. but we won't get into that. All right, well, I've got a couple things that I learned. If you have a choice and there's a fork in the road, turn right. <laughs> Always? Always, every well, day. Then you'll time. just go in a big circle. No, not yeah. if there's a fork. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, rock climbing can be dangerous. It started at the very beginning when they're. Oh, 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 so you're actually putting that to the movie. You're not actually just throwing out a public service announcement. When no, you go both. rock climbing, it is dangerous. It is so dangerous. make sure to have all Especially of your safety in, equipment. <laughs> Especially in West Virginia with freaks out there. <laughs> if you pierce your ear too many times, it falls off. That was disturbing. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I did not know this, but creatures from Middle Earth settled in West Virginia. Like the orcs. And almost chopping your leg off in a bear trap is freaking hilarious. Always. You, you know what's funny? You know, I was going to mention this. I didn't I didn't bring it up because well, I forgot. But uh, one of the freakiest things about these guys was the way they communicated. They didn't really didn't really talk. They didn't talk to each other. All they did was kind of hoot and holler mm. and, and grunt and stuff like that. There's that one dude. I, what did he he got uh, He got hurt somehow. I don't remember. But he was like, you oh, know, yeah. yeah. And it was freaky. Yeah, that's right. Like, that screech would have just made me haul ass the other yeah, way. That's right. But anyway, anyway I, I don't know. I, I really liked this movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. And I did have a who else said that, but it was a, it was almost the exact same as Deliverance. The the redhead, when they're sitting there, said, now get those trousers off, boy. Don't be a sissy. And I have down every Catholic priest that I've ever known. So, not as funny because <laughs> I uh... – And the six degrees for this, Eliza Dushku is in True Lies with Tom Arnold, who is in McHale's Navy with Bruce Campbell. Boom. I've, I'm going to have to watch uh, True Lies again because I don't remember her being in that. Well, she would have been really young. That's from 1993. Which one mean? did you like better out of these two? I, I want to – just because if you think about it, deliver, we, you gave them both a buy. Mm-hmm. Deliverance was – and Wrong Turn were basically the same type of movie. A little bit different setup, but not much. You know, they go out so to this you, remote place and then they get terrorized by rednecks. So are you saying if I was down by a lot to my last 10 bucks and I had a chance to buy one or the other? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would have to go with Deliverance. I'd go with Wrong Turn. I like Deliverance, but I think that the shocking moments would be easier for me to get over the ones in Deliverance. I agree. No, because it's my last ten dollars, uh-huh. and there's there's so many iconic references to that. That's and true. It's that well known, and I could only buy one. I would have to go with Deliverance. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. What if I had two ten bucks, I'd buy both. But listen, I don't know if I don't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Wrong Turn's a better movie, mm-hmm. but. I think as far as entertainment goes, I you know it's it's more fun to watch. Oh, absolutely! I yeah, you're you're exactly right on that. And the horror is better in it. Well, uh, the gore and the, the gore and the, just all gross. that stuff yeah. is is great. So you know, and you know, Deliverance is a sausage fest. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, well, you, know? you know what the thing is is there was more sex going on in Deliverance than there was. At least I saw in raisins through the shirts in in uh, wrong turn. Damn it. <laughs> oh, did you take care of all your business? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, we're done with that. Hello, testing. <sighs> okay, so this is Miss Bren, and I just got back. You would think, well, all right. So I was out, I had to get supplies, and I came back, and I don't know where Brother D is. He's gone, and I don't know where to look for him. 
I just wish I would have watched some more of the zombie movies that he had told me to watch because maybe then I would know maybe he's some place if anybody has any idea where he is or any suggestions just let me know mailorderzombie.com please want to mention one thing as far as raisins are concerned i never want to hear you reference them, refer to them as raisins again. how about, <laughs> the, how about <laughs> smuggling puppies in your shirt that one is a lot better because at least puppy puppies are cute raisins <laughs> i did not like that man you don't like that <laughs> oh. oh last movie Yeehaw. of the evening um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Howdy, folks. You like blood, violence, freaks of nature? On a stormy Halloween night, four young people set out across the back roads of America. What's that? It's a hitchhiker. What, should we stop? We can't leave right here in the rain. In search of a mysterious figure only as Dr. Satan. Do you know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Yeah, I can show you. Dr. Satan! Ah, Dr. Satan! What they uncovered You ain't seen nothing yet. is the most horrifying and shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Boy, I bet you'd stick your head in the fire if I told you you could see hell. You seen this girl? Yeah, they want to play Nancy Drew with this local legend that people call Dr. Satan. Stupid kids probably got themselves lost. Let's get out of this nut house. <laughs> the boogeyman is real. <laughs> and you found him. Don't die! Please don't kill us. 
from director Rob Zombie comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. House of a Thousand Corpses. Hope you like what you see! Came out in 2003, uh, written and directed by Rob Zombie. IMDb gave it a 5.6. So the budget was $7 million. The gross was $16.8 million. Uh, synopsis. Uh, Jerry, Bill, and Mary and Denise are two couples out on the road in hopes of writing a book on offbeat roadside attractions. When the four meet Captain Spaulding, they learn of the legend of Dr. Satan. When the four take off in search of finding a tree that Dr. Satan was hung from, they pick up a, hit, their, a hitchhiker named Baby. When their car breaks down, Baby invites them into her house. This is where the two couples meet the Firefly family, a murderous clan of bizarre people. As the family attacks the unsuspecting couples, Jerry and his friends try to survive the House of a Thousand Corpses and all of its dark secrets. Let me just start off by saying this is one of my all-time favorite movies. However, I think it's a pretty divisive movie in the horror community because there are people that thought it was stupid. Really? Totally dumb ridiculous and i actually can see that I, I i actually understand where they're coming from but to me it worked it just it all it worked for me not not every what? bit hold on a second i need i need you to go back on that and explain to me what like what do they say is so stupid about it well okay for instance you know all the cut scenes that we have that they have yeah there's a lot of cut scenes that are kind of cheesy like for instance there's the one and when i was watching this yesterday mm-hmm. i kind of noticed it a little bit more because i was in a shitty mood but uh, every once in a while they'll cut away and they'll have some kind of a of a little just you know thirty second yeah. what do you call it just commentary just commentary or, or not even that or just you know they'll do something completely different like there was one guy some guy out in front of a shack in the middle of nowhere with a gun saying you're not gonna take me to hell this is hell we're living it you know yeah. but it had nothing to do with the story then there was one about how um, you know some guy saying like. Yeah, the skunk up came and had sexual relations with my wife. And, oh, you know, just yeah. all sorts of just stuff that is so random. And I, I, people either thought that it was stupid to throw those in or they were definitely unnecessary. Hmm. You know, um, however, there was a different kind of uh, cutaway scene where, you know, you would see, uh, you know, Otis talking about like hunting humans, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not no big deal or whatever he was saying, you know. And then it would talk about baby, she, and she was saying something like, "Killing is no big deal if you got to kill someone, just do it," which is kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think some of those I actually read a while back that I think that Rob Zombie was trying to mimic uh, some of the uh, recordings or some of the videos recorded of the Manson family yes. and throwing those in. Well, or something and, like that. And yeah. I've seen those. And I guess maybe that's why I don't think those are weird at all. The, well, no, but but I mean, the thing is, is there, are two, there, there are two separate types of those cutaways. There's the ones with the characters, and there's the ones that have nothing to do with the movie. But see, the reason why that works for me, and the reason why I really like that, mm-hmm. is because this movie, I remember watching it in the theater with you, and, and mm-hmm. I hadn't been watching horror movies. This movie was so disturbing to me. And the reason why is because I never knew what was coming. I, right. I had to look out of one eye because I was so scared about what was coming next <laughs> that those cutaways just created an extra sense of um, abstract and an extra sense of confusion that I didn't even know what right. to, I mean, it was just bizarre that this shit was going in this yeah. movie and where it was coming from that it made it t- – it, it was so good. Well, and, and also some of those cutaway scenes are 
used as foreshadowing is is mm-hmm. a, a, a mechanism of foreshadowing that I have not seen in any other movie. Mm-hmm. Now that's just one of the criticisms of, criticisms I've heard. Mm-hmm. Another another one of the criticisms were just the really campy, stupid ass acting. Let's let's be honest. Sorry, but Sherry Moon cannot act. She was scary. Well, she was really dumb. If yeah. you ask me, I mean the thing is is. No, I'm just playing the devil's advocate uh-huh. because I freaking love this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, let's start with some of the main characters, like Jerry, who was Chris Hardwick. He, did, uh-huh. he used to be on an MTV show with Jenny McCarthy or something. I can't uh-huh. remember, but he was irritating. You know, in the beginning, he was annoying. The girls were obnoxious, stuck up, and freaking uh, Dwight. Hey. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I did like Dwight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, but uh, you know, some of the banter going on was really dumb. I I hate this. I did not like the scenes with uh, Baby in them very much. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't not like him, but I just I I just thought to myself, oh, just don't worry about this. That, there are actually a couple of scenes like the like the scene where she goes and buys a bunch of uh, boozer mm-hmm. at uh, Pussy Liquors. Yeah, that was hilarious yeah. to me. But uh, but as far as like when they picked him when they picked her up in the in the first place, and you know she's just talking and some of the banter and. And uh, it was just like, oh, this woman needs acting. Lessons. See, I think her laugh was what just. Well, her yeah, out. her laugh is is uh, not really what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'll tell you one thing that that saved every character in this movie for me was freaking Captain Spaulding. Yeah, was awesome. Yeah, he yeah. had some of the funniest yeah. lines of any movie <laughs> that I have ever seen, and I also really liked um, Otis. Yep. Bill Mosley's character. Those those two saved. Not, I mean, not that it needed saving for me, but I think those two, uh, you know, their lines, their scenes were, were so awesome. It was easy for me to look past some of the shortcomings mm-hmm. in other characters and stuff like that. I don't know. I've been well, talking here's, a long time. Here's, the, here's the other thing about this movie, too, because I, I remember hearing when we went and saw it in the theater that there was a bunch of build up to this movie. Well, it was re- it was filmed in 2003 mm-hmm. and they didn't release or I'm sorry, 2000, they didn't release it till 2003 because they couldn't find a distributor. Well, and I thought it, I had heard that it was because he had to cut some stuff he out did. because it was so raw. It was it came out as NC17. Yeah. He had to cut it out to get a rated, just enough out to get rated R and you know what not to uh, let me go off on a yeah. little side here. That I have not seen that footage anywhere else. What huh. they cut out, I, th- I was hoping that the DVD would come out and have all that extra stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe it does. I don't think it does. I don't uh-huh. remember it being any different. But anyways, right. well, and that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I I didn't know about the buildup. I didn't know. Uh-huh. That I wasn't paying attention when they were talking about it. I just went and saw it, and it creeped me out. And then watching it again now that I've watched some other horror movies. Uh-huh. I could enjoy it a lot better without thinking oh, I've got to turn my head a little bit because this is so disturbing. Right, and and so I really enjoyed it. This movie completely one hundred percent worked for me. This 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 movie, no, and I'm going to go out on a limb. It spoke to me. Man. I am going to go out on a limb here. This is exactly what Texas Chainsaw Massacre should have been to me. You know, and I you know I am not going to disagree with you there. Let me let me. Um... And that's probably honestly uh-huh. why. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When I've watched that, since I uh-huh. I had watched I had watched this movie, House of a Thousand Corpses, probably uh-huh. a week before I watched the Texas oh, Chainsaw Massacre, really? and not really realizing because until it's, it's the same it. type of deal. It There's is. a crazy. And so that's fa- when yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I've seen this sh- this story a million times. It wasn't until I just watched it to get ready right. for the podcast. I'm like, that's where I saw it, and it was so horrifying. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a Disney right. movie compared to this. It, you know what? And I will buy that. the 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 thing that I liked most about this movie is. Uh, the, the, there are a lot of things that I like most mm-hmm. about this movie, but it, there were at times when I could not stop laughing because mm-hmm. it was so funny. 
And there were some parts that were just so utterly disturbing yeah. that and repulsive that I, I would just kind of look with a look of shock, you know, or a feeling of shock. But when they put those two together, you know, the the hilari the hilariosity hilarity. And, oh, the, <laughs> thank you. The hilari. That, by the way, that was a joke. Me saying hilariosity. If anyone's out there <laughs> thinking I'm a dumbass, that was a joke. <laughs> but. Uh, but when they put it together, and, and I'll give you an example of when they put it together, a couple of examples. We'll, we'll, let's go through this movie a little bit more because mm-hmm. I have a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, but yeah, as far as it, as far as our my main point, I started off with it was really it, it's kind of been divisive. I, I think it speaks to some people, and some people just are like, hmm. "This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen." Hmm. I've heard it from both way, horror fans, you know, who I have a lot, you know, a lot of taste in common with. It seems like did not like this movie hmm. at all. Hmm. And I loved it, mm-hmm. you know. The opening scene where basically they, you, you're introduced to Captain Spaulding and he's talking to one of his uh, customers. He runs a, a gas station slash uh, kind of a... Uh, Chicken horror <laughs> yeah. thing. Well, he has a bunch of uh, just horrific, like you think they're models or dummies or something like that set up. And uh, a horror ride. And then, you know, they talk about all sorts of different serial killers. That movie, the, or, sorry, that part in the very beginning, when I first saw this in the theater, I, I, we watched that part and I was like, what is this movie? What in the hell? I didn't, I, I had seen nothing like it, you know, and it was weird. But, you know, I like how they introduced the legend of Dr. Satan. They he had that, that, that murder ride. They go in there. There's these kids that are writing this book and, you know, or get introduced. You know, I'll tell you what. I If I would have gone through there, if I would have seen that, that would have been a, a, an awesome oh, place yeah. to stop yeah. and check out. Especially because he was such a... He, he was he, into uh, it. Oh, yeah. He was such a showman. and he, Especially the female organ. Yes. <laughs> he, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's you can't. Even, it's hard to even explain. I mean, if you haven't seen it, there's no possible way that we're going to be able to convey the way he. he well, and he it. was in that Brotherhood of Blood show. Who was? Uh, you, Sid Haig. Yeah. Really? Don't you remember? We we did. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. I thought you meant uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. No, Brotherhood okay. of Blood. He was in there, and I remember watching that, thinking I was just disappointed with his right. performance in there because he was so freaking awesome as Captain Spock. Yeah, he, he was. both. House of a Thousand and then uh, Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Rejects. Yeah, I I have to agree with you there. Okay, let me let me talk a little bit about a scene where it was hilarious and really disturbing at the same time. Basically, what happens is these four kids go out there and then they disappear. I I feel like I'm cutting out so much by just saying that because there was it's so interesting when they finally find the Firefly house and they basically what happens is somebody their their tire pops and they need a you know. Uh, get it fixed so they are invited to the firefly house and uh while rufus baby's brother goes out and fixes the car but they're sitting there and you know it's it's a disgusting home not quite as disgusting as the uh is the wrong turn dude's house but uh i first of all i can't imagine they it showed him having dinner i would not want to eat in that house number one but number two just the the collection of, of personalities that they have there is unreal I mean, it's a movie, right? But I get that. Basically, th- then uh, then uh, the Fireflies put on a little after-dinner show, and it turns out bad. They get into a little bit of a fight. They're on their way out, and they, I mean, spoiler, I guess. But uh, the Firefly family basically takes them out. They, they're going to end up torturing them, and they end up killing some of them. But anyways, it, the next day, they come out. The, the father of one of the girls is concerned, so they all go out. 
Uh, he, he calls the sheriff. Apparently, he knows the sheriff there, and they go out. They get some of the police, and uh, they go out and visit the Firefly home. Well, what happens, is, and, and this is the part I'm talking about where it was hilarious and disturbing at the same time. There, there was one uh, deputy that was hilarious. The, the guy with the giant teeth. Yeah. And the, that, guy, that guy had some of the best lines. Well, I could shit damn bricks, you know, if, you know whatever. But anyways, they go there, and they start looking around the property. Well, this guy and one of the girl's dads finds one of the girls tied up in a shed. In the back, you see a bunch of uh, it's the five mutilated. Oh, yeah, the, cheer, the, the whole time there's like news going on about missing cheerleaders from Rugsville. But basically, you know, he finds the, the deputy and the father find this, this girl, and she just starts screaming. And right then it goes quiet. And this Slim Whitman song comes on called I Remember You. In fact, I'm going to put it on so it's playing in the background right now. Because I freaking love this song only because it reminds yeah. me of this part. Yep. But anyway, so it kind of goes into slow motion. The, um, the girls start screaming. You don't hear the screaming. You just hear the song. And it's like an upbeat and happy kind of old, old-time tune. And uh, you see, you know, Mama Firefly... You know, shoot a cop point blank in the head. Uh, Otis comes out with the shotgun and just like takes this old guy out. No, it's a regular gun. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a pistol. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a pistol. Anyway, so but the song's going on. It's kind of happy, and then right at, right at the end of the song, what's happened is Otis has this deputy kind of on his knees. I can't remember if his heads were around, if hands were around his head yep. or behind him or something like that. But basically, pointing the gun right at his forehead, right there in execution style, the song ends, and there's five seconds of, uh, you know, five to ten seconds of silence with Otis just pointing the gun right at this deputy's head. You know, and the camera's panning out, it comes from a top view, panning out slow motion, and then all of a sudden, no noise or anything. Well, I mean, there's no noise, and all of a sudden you hear crack. Otis pulls the trigger, and he just falls to the ground, and it's like, that was one of the, most, the strangest scenes yeah. I've ever seen. It was disturbing, but I found myself laughing. It's like, <laughs> what in the freak did yeah. I just see? I love that part. Yep. Some, some of the dialogue up to that point was awesome, but when that part happened, the first time I saw this movie, I, I cannot tell you how what a big grin I got on my face. I, you know what's so funny? Is I remember we went and saw this. I remember you walking out going, dude. This is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. I had, I have always thought about that. And when we were going to do the podcast, I'm like, I don't think I could do House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> you, because in between, before we did this, huh? I'm like, yeah, I ought to check out Devil's Rejects. So you gave me, you gave me a copy of it, so I could, I could um, watch it. We give you a, a backup, uh, a backup, <laughs> and uh, well, I asked you to please destroy it, and after. I did. Okay, oh, right. because what happened was, is I watched it, and I had my wife watching TV inside, so my laptop pointed away from her. And I watched that, and I got done with it, and I pulled it out of my laptop, snapped it in half, and went out and threw it away because I was so disturbed. <laughs> like, this was so mean-spirited. It was. And, but the thing is, is House of a Thousand Corpses wasn't as mean-spirited no. as The Devil's Rejects. In fact, uh, not to get too much into Devil's Rejects, but uh, it was just a bummer. It was depressing. Oh, yeah. And you were in it. Brian Posehn was in that That's one. That's right. And... Yes. Uh, but uh, I, I remember watching the extras on The Devil's Rejects, and Bill Mosley was like, was like, uh, dude, this, this movie's really bumming me out talking to Rob Zombie. I, I don't know if I can do it. It's really, it's just mean. And then uh, Rob Zombie, all being totally Zen man, said, 
art is not safe. You know, that's <laughs> stupid, right? Who cares? That's <laughs> dumb. But, but the thing is, is, is to think of the guy who plays Otis bumming him out, yeah. you know, that, that's wild. But this one was just funny to me. I mean, mm-hmm. they, it obviously is a throwback to the grindhouse type mm-hmm. of movies from the, you know, the 70s. And it was dirty. It was dusty. It was, you know, took place in Texas. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it was very similar to the Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre. It was a lot more stylish. Yep. Uh, Rob Zombie did a lot of the tunes, which, I, you know, I like Rob Zombie. I think he's, I think uh-huh. he's okay. That's he's good, definitely talented. Good songs, yeah. I mean, he's talented. But, you know, and, and the funny thing is that some of this, it was good that, uh, that he did all the music for it because, the, 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 not all of it, because, like I said, the Slim Movement, and there's some other songs here and there. But some of his songs just fit the scene so well, like the song playing behind the behind when uh, they went to buy liquor for the Halloween party and stuff like that was so funny. Mm-hmm. And that whole scene between uh, Baby and, and Goober oh, yeah. were, so, were just hilarious. You know, I, we could put in so many lines and just cut it in here, but, there, but there's too many. Yeah. You know, there are way too many. I I don't know. Let us know what you think because I freaking love this movie. I, I, I hope this, not to take too much shit for it. I give this a bone, bone saw. Bone saw. Way far out there. And and like I said, I, I didn't know that there was that much backlash about House of a Thousand Corpses because yeah. this movie I thought was the epitome of what horror should be. And funny thing is, well, is that first time I watched it, being so disturbed, but now being into it and seeing a lot of the horror movies and going yeah. back and watching this, man, this was really good. But I think, I think what maybe you missed in the first one is how funny it is. It's funny, it's disturbing, it's campy, it's terrible acting at some parts, very disturbing acting at other parts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I you know, I, I yeah, can that watch last part with, with Doctor Satan. Oh well well let let's you know what is even was, was in, in fact I have a note here, the last thirty five minutes of this movie are the most disturbing put on film. Horrific. When they when they went out there and I I don't want to give anything away. What they do is, you know, they end up taking these people and they, I guess, I don't know if they're trying to sacrifice them or what, but basically what they do is we find out that they're actually in cahoots with Dr. Satan and they lower the, the, you know, these bodies down into these, this network of caves around there, you know, that's close to their house. And, uh, as they're doing it, it's kind of ritualized, you know, they're all dressed up. Um, and they, you know, they've got candles out and stuff like that. And there is what they do is they lower it down, and then they lower this uh, what do you call it? Like a like a lantern down, mm-hmm. and they also lower this uh, uh, tape recorder down that, that's playing this really slow, you know, slowed down uh, guy speaking chant, and it's it is really disturbing yeah. it said to me you know and i actually uh, i actually looked at it to, f- to see if i could find out more about it this i mean i did this a long time ago before we even did the show because i was like what is that that is wild basically that was damn, did i put it down here oh here it is okay let me just read this this is a note from imdb a piece of the trivia when denise is lowered in doctor into dr satan's lair a tape player is also sent down and it keeps repeating a slowed down version of alistair crowley's poem the poet read by himself uh, it's found on the CD called The Great Beast Speaks, which is the only known recording of Crowley. The line from the poem that gets repeated over and over is, bury me in a nameless grave. Hmm. But that part was just, I mean, it was just really creepy. They lower, they lower her down. Uh, that, that whole part, that, the end part was just really disturbing. Well, it just it went into hyperspeed of, well, they, of they, terror. There was a point where they just left all the humor behind. Yeah. They, I mean, they've been torturing these kids. They weren't. They weren't being funny anymore. There was no more banter between them. There, you know, there was nothing that was funny anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think that's and that's another reason why I really like this show because it pulled 
kind of what a romantic comedy did, but in a good way. Romantic comedies start out so damn funny, yeah. But then all of a sudden, the romantic part comes in, and the rest of the like the rest of the hour is shit, yeah. And probably what you were talking about, where it was funny, it was it was you know there were some just some great lines, you know, some frivolous stuff, some cutaways, stuff like that. But once it hit a certain point, it was all business. Well, and that's the thing. That guy coming out and chasing at the very end. Right. I still remember that that is, that is of, of anything that happened in this movie, uh-huh. if something is stuck out of my mind, if I have a snapshot of what House of a Thousand Corpses was uh-huh. before I came back to this and was watching it, was when that guy moves his mask over and spits out the green the, phlegm, the junk. whatever that was out of his mouth. Uh-huh. I had that image burned in my mind for years really? after we watched that because it was so – I'm like, what? Who comes up with that shit that – this guy's got to take off his mask and blow green shit out of his mouth. I mean, it, it, it just, like I said, the, the creative mind of Rob Zombie to come up with something like this, so disturbing, yet weave in some good funny stuff. Just yeah. It was a perfect marriage of, of just good stuff. Now, and there are also a lot of detractors of Rob Zombie because they didn't like the new Halloween, and they, they're pissed off that the Halloween 2 is coming out. But I really liked House of a Thousand Corpses mm-hmm. and The Devil's Rejects, for that matter. But the, but the one iconic scene that you were just talking about that, that – kind of defines this for me this movie for me is basically after the scene that we talked about when uh, you know slim whitman songs playing mm-hmm. otis just starts skinning the dad you don't really see it you see some uh some you know flashes of a uh, skinned body you know you don't you're not really sure what it is or anything like that well otis comes starts coming down getting ready for the the halloween ritual that they do and he's wearing this girl's dad's face and his chest, he'll cut out just the skin, and he's coming down, and he's saying, "Yeah, well, I can't remember exactly what he's saying." Something like, "Give me, a, give who's me, your, give me. Yeah. who's who brings your Christmas candy, yeah, or, right. or something like that? <laughs> who's your daddy?" But when he comes down, and then he pulls up his mask, and he's like, "The boogeyman is real, and you found him." Yeah, it's like, boom, and then that was badass. Yep, after that. right then. Yep. Anyways, like I said, I I don't know what else to say about it without. I mean, we've already given a lot away. I freaking love this if you, movie. If you watched it and hated it, you need to go check it out again. Well, if you I mean, wa- if it you watched again. it and hated it, let us know yeah. why why you didn't like it. Let us know yeah. because it's interesting to me. Because I'm not going to tell you that this is a movie for everyone. Like my wife saw this once with me, and she probably will never ever forgive me for really? it. Really? Yeah. Well, not it's in a serious yeah. way, but she you know she like she watched Wrong Turn with me and uh-huh. and uh, you know just so she watch these with me because you know it's it's fun to spend time with the mic. Yeah. You know. <laughs> But uh, as she came in into into my little office here, and and I told her I was I had to watch House of a Thousand Corpses, and she just stood up and walked out. Wow, that's called quality family time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, anyway. well I've got uh, I've got there was a six on the memory count, a couple of babies. Oh, row six babies. Oh yeah, and then when uh, she was making out with a with like a I corpse. I don't know what she was doing. I just was looking for raisins, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, in the in the shed when they open that up, yeah, I didn't count gross. like at the first that in the credits. I didn't count any of those. Oh, just like like old stripper yeah, montages or something. Right. Um, I learned a couple of things. There are still dumbasses that pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> you know um, what though? You know what? Let's. I would give Dwight a pass. Dwight and Chris Hardwick. I can't remember his name, Jerry, mm-hmm. because. Uh, those two guys are dumbasses. Yeah. And the girls that they had were probably were way too good for those two. So why not why not add a fallback plan? Well, and she yeah, she was cute. So she, yeah, she's she's a pretty girl. Um, if someone asks you a question, I always say Betty Davis. Don't 
don't hesitate. Don't that's say Marilyn right Manson. Yeah, Marilyn All right, not Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, right. that's the right answer. Uh, Dr. Satan is real. Figured that out. Freaky. And the last thing, I, I always wondered what uh, what they made fish sticks out of, and now I know. Fish sticks? When they had uh, Dwight. It's Fish Boy. Oh. <laughs> that was disturbing, man. That was, that why would they come up with Fish Boy? Oh, man. That's Ti- we didn't even talk about Tiny. Oh, yeah, and he was one of the – you know what the thing is? is That's – that's kind of – I can't remember his name, and maybe uh-huh. I should have had it, but he's like seven foot four, and he's completely disfigured. And M- Matthew McGrory, I think, is oh, him playing yeah. it. And that's how he looks in real – I mean, yep. that's you don't really see his face much, but that's how he's If you want to see his face, watch Big Fish. Oh, is he in Big Fish? Mm-hmm. Well, he's also in uh, – in the. you remember the first scene of Devil's Rejects where he's carrying a nude lady, a dead nude lady across like some wood, a wooded area? Oh, I forgot. He's <sighs> – um, okay, and then I have a who else said that for this? Oh, you know what? I have a hard time thinking that most of the lines in here, anybody else in the world would have oh, said. Yeah, but let's no. go, but let's go. So Otis said, listen, you Malibu middle-class Barbie piece of shit. I'm I trying like, to work here. I like that one. And I looked that up, and Regis Philbin actually thinks that every time uh, <laughs> Kelly Ripa opens her mouth. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Sam's back. Yes. <laughs> who else said that's back? The yes. other two were a little weak. We saved well, that I, one for life. I know. I uh, We'll see how they go upcoming. If they're, if they're gay, I'm not going to do them. And <laughs> in House of a Thousand Corpses, Bill Mosley was in Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell. Boom. <laughs> Easy. Man, I could talk about this movie for another two hours. So could I. And, and that's the thing. I really want to hear from people what the story is on it, why they wouldn't like it, why they did like it. And you know what? Honestly, go give it another shot because, like I said, when I checked it out the first time, I was never going to watch yeah, it again. Yeah, but you were you were kind of like a, a, a whopper virgin, except for a horror movie. Well, it was bad. I, John was with us. My little brother John was with oh, us. Oh, was he? And he said the same thing. And that, to this day, is why he won't watch horror movies. But he listens to our podcast. Yeah, he loves our podcast, but he can't. He doesn't watch the movies, and a lot of it comes because of that movie when we watched it. It was now, so after hearing that. How can you not like it? No, that's great, man. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't know. I freaking. Oh, anyways, we'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop. All right, so that's it. That we're back after two weeks. Won't be another two weeks. Well, you know, like I said, it's not going to be forever, but no. it it'll be a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we don't have a date as when when we're going to go back to weekly, but probably won't be. Yeah, for we don't at least a couple months. We don't even know. Yeah, we don't know. So anyway, but we appreciate all the calls and that people actually noticed. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> at least they're listening to the podcast. So that's, uh, uh, and that's at least that know. concerns them a little bit. I mean, not that I'm like you know, oh my gosh, I hope I hope our podcast affects people. <laughs> Because the the person that it's affecting the most is this guy right here. Yeah, we and, love it. Yeah. Anyhow, you got anything else? Nope. Uh, congratulations again, McPierce. We'll get that prize back out to you. And uh, I wish I could say something cool like "Be cool, bitches," but I. Well, you don't want to steal it. It's not mine. You don't want to steal. Um, I also we I also want to throw out a quick uh, plug to the Horror Podcasting Network. Go to horrorcast.blogspot.com. Uh, we really appreciate Madougal and all that he's put into that because he puts in a lot of work to it uh, for it, and uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, we actually have some cool ideas going on. One one idea being a play Left for Dead with your podcast oh, yeah, right. type of a type of a deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, go ahead and, and, and keep uh, an eye on what's going on up at horrorcast.blogspot.com to, if you want to participate. And it's all it's all your favorite horror podcasts. Well, and um, if for all the tens of people that liked Bella. Um, go check out Julie's podcast. So that's uh, that's good. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you got to realize, you say shit like that, 
And for the rest of the week, I gotta go. I gotta go do. Uh, Listen, if Julie for, wasn't cool about that, yeah, I would not. I would not even joke around about it. She is way. You know, cool I've actually. About you that. know, I I actually have listened to an episode, and I've only listened to one. But that's only because I have had no time lately, and so I, you know, I don't want. And I've missed a lot of podcast episodes lately, just just for the plain reason that I have been so busy, and and also my commute's a lot shorter because I've been waking up a lot later because nice. I've been working later, so. Uh, my my commute's real quick when no one else is on the road because they're already at work, but um, go you know it was really good. It yeah. was actually really. I mean, well, and I, I'm I, not shocked or anything, but right. but it was really good. So. And I, I'm sure it is. And like I said, I mean, if I can be, if people joke around about me about being a muppet, I mean, Julie's on the same level yeah. about joking around well, about she, stuff. She, and if she cool wasn't, I wouldn't joke around about it. Right. But she's way cool about it. Cool. So uh, you know what? Next episode, I want it to be what is it? Basket case one through three. Cool, man. Yeah, let's do that. I've, I've actually already had the disc. We were gonna, we we're planning on doing that this week, but it didn't work out. Okay. But uh, so we're gonna do basket case one through three next episode. Nice. So watch those so you can play along at home. Yep. Look forward to that. And you know what? You know what I want to do after that episode what? is we 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 have to do it. We we cannot. I don't know exactly what movies we're gonna do, and I don't know exactly what uh, what theme we should go with. But there are some freaky. Asian movies that we just oh, have yeah. to do. We like have to Old do. Old boy and uh, well, we we could do those. We could do the um, the Vengeance trilogy. We could do. I watched a movie the other day for the second time called Battle Royale, which is wicked. Uh, uh, there's so many like I haven't seen Machine Girl yet, and I really want to see that. I haven't seen Tokyo Gore Police, all, except for only in Japanese. I didn't because I didn't. I watched it without the subtitles, but I actually ordered the DVD and it's on its way. Oh, that's awesome! So it was. So we're gonna have to. You know, we'll do a, we'll do those, and we don't know what we'll do. You know, what exactly. we need to do a show on too is. Uh, um, oh my gosh, Masters of Horror. Why not? Let's do it. I love those. Let's so do it. we need to pick a couple of those. And maybe, maybe what we should do is we should do, um, we'll do the Basket Case series next episode. We'll do the Asian horror episode after that. And then maybe we'll do two episodes in a row of maybe some, maybe we'll do three or four episodes of Masters of yeah, Horror. They're only like an hour that. long. So, yeah. yeah so I think that's good. So it sounds like we have three shows lined up. And since we're doing the podcast a little bit less of frequency, that'll last us the next 27 years. Freaking awesome. <laughs> All right. So, as usual, I'll end up with the regular business. We appreciate everybody for going and voting for us on Podcast Alley. We urge you to do it. It's, it, uh, I don't know. I when I whenever I try to explain to people why I like it, I don't want to just say because it makes me feel loved and I need your vindication. You know, it's not that I'm not that big of a puss. Maybe uh, yeah, it just gets the word out there so other people like uh, other people. Yeah, it makes find it more show. fun. Yeah. More, more people contribute, you know. Yep. And so, just in case any of any of uh, anybody besides Otter's computer goes out, actually. <laughs> Well, call us, you know, instead of just be a douchebag for three or four weeks, Otter. Just tease him. <laughs> but, um, all right, so we will go ahead and put in a death scene right here. I'm fine. All right, go visit cadaverlab.com, sign up for the forums. Uh, i got to apologize. Like I said, the last two weeks have been so busy, I haven't been on there as much as I would have liked, but it should change. Um, Also, I'm going to try to get more stuff on the front page. Go ahead and email us at sam 
at cadaverlab.com or mike at cadaverlab.com or feedback at cadaverlab.com. Voicemail line 206-339-2730. The voicemail again is 206-339-2730. And that's all I've got. Yep, I'm glad this uh, glad work is, is slowed down for oh, you. Heck yeah. I've missed your fur burger. Wow. She had to throw that in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're talking about when we don't know what when it got, when that's it got what, away. Hey, that's when it went downhill. Is right. when somebody mentioned Furburger and then we say the F word vagina. That's exactly when it went downhill. We'll quit uh, rambling on, but so uh, for the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. later.